Hi, welcome to this podcast for a tutorial about what to expect in the IELTS exam. Now, most of you students, you study, you learn your English and your grammar, you practice all the things that you should do, but you often, unless you've taken the exam before, you often don't know what to expect. So this podcast is going to run through a few of the things that you should expect and give you a bit of an idea about the position of the examiner and your interaction with the examiner. Okay, so let's begin. So this is for the speaking exam. The other exams are quite straightforward because there's not really any interaction. So they, you have instructions for them, you just follow the instructions. But the speaking exam is slightly different. So everyone gets nervous, especially if it's the first time. And for those of you who are doing it for the first time, you generally don't know what to expect. So that's what we're going to cover today. What to expect in the exam. So as I said, it's a long day taking the exam. In the morning you may have the writing, uh, reading, listening, etc. And often the speaking is on the same day. Occasionally it's not on the same day. Um, but we're still going to look at um, what you should be prepared for that's a better word be prepared for these things okay so the first thing that you should recognize is that when the examiner opens the door and asks you sorry asks you to step in to the room they will probably be recording the conversation um, at that point now there's a couple of reasons this um, the class the sorry the test is recorded to make sure that the examiner is following the correct procedures it's also recorded in case there is some kind of dispute and you possibly need a remark you don't believe that your score uh, was usually as low as you should as you've got so you would like a re test or remark now it's recorded for these kind of purposes so it can be re-evaluated and um, you can be either marked up marked down whatever mm -hmm. and as I said before the other thing is to make sure that the examiner is doing their job okay so all the reasons for recording the exam are so, uh, well-intentioned so there's nothing really for you to worry about and to be quite honest it actually makes um, the examiners feel safer because they've got evidence of the test that they've given you so if there are any discrepancies they have something to back themselves up as well okay the second thing you're not allowed to have anything in the room you're not allowed to wear a watch you're not allowed to have a phone 
there's no food allowed possibly you might be allowed to drink some water there may even be a machine there um, but as a note from what I've heard before um, people have actually had phones in the room but the phones I think have been put aside so if you have a phone with you you may be asked to turn it off or you may be asked to put it on the table in sight of the examiner so he can see he or she can see it at all times okay so some people often ask often ask me can I wear a watch or can I bring a clock and the clock is usually on the cell phone so I would say to those the answer is definitely no okay so what happens when the exam begins well you'll go into the room and you'll take a seat and then you will do what they call a formal intro the examiner will read off a script and say a few things about the test probably a little bit of an overview about um, the test and who it's been regulated by for example this test is being regulated by the British Council or uh, IDP whoever so there'll be some blurb as we call it to begin um, you just sit and listen mm -hmm. so that won't take very long and then the examiner will say to you good morning good afternoon or whatever time of day it is that's when the exam starts okay so the examiner will ask for your name and it'll ask you for your full name nickname first and last name you should be able to get it anyway sometimes they will ask you what they can call you do you have a nickname etc and they'll ask also to see your ID those things are quite simple so what will follow on from that is part one I'm sure you guys already know this. Part one will consist of three sets of questions. Okay, the first set of questions is about where you live or work or study. You will guaranteed, sorry, you are guaranteed to get one of those two things. So always make sure you practice a lot for work or study or where you live. For the other two sets of questions, they will come from the list of questions that you've been practicing. There's a wide variation, as you know, and you've practiced most of them, so I won't go into them. There's a huge range of topics. You should be basically prepared for anything, and you should be, that's where your practice should be leading you to be able to answer any of those. There'll be two to three maximum of four I would say questions on the other two topics okay another thing the examiner will not be writing anything in front of you he will be taking notes and other things but they will not be writing anything with regard to your score or your grade yes you will see the examiner writing things but you will not see your grades they make notes of timings 
and when one question finishes or one, when one section finishes when another begins so it's all about timing and they might have their own specific notes for them to refer to but they will not be um, related to your score okay the next thing you need to know is parts one and part two are scripted the examiner will have a script and they do not stray from them so the examiner is not allowed to change what is on the script they're given the script they have to answer, ask you the questions that are on the script yes it's a standardized test so they have to follow the standard okay so the examiner has to follow the standard what that means is they can't rephrase or change or repeat or do anything differently to help you in any way they are just going to answer the questions of course you can ask them to repeat it if you don't understand the question they're not allowed to help you um, later in the test they can ask you they can rephrase the question or, or they can rephrase a word but they can't basically give you any help mm -hmm. now on the other side this has led to many people saying and some of my students included said oh the examiner was a bit unfriendly it was a bit stiff very formal well that's what they're supposed to do they're not there to be your friend yes they are friendly people but they have to follow a set of rules they don't want their personality to get in the way so basically they don't want to think oh, oh let me help them because they're having the problems they have got to remain impartial and that is often reflected in their behavior so you know yes if they do seem a little unfriendly it's only because they're doing their job and they have to be they have to remain impartial so this makes some people um, uncomfortable uh, awkward but just ignore it all you have to think to yourself is that the examiner is just doing their job yes they have to follow a set of rules just like you have to follow a set of instructions for the test that is all they're doing so don't think too much about it okay another thing that you need to be aware of is that the examiner has a lot of things going on at the same time so the examiner has to keep an eye on the timings he or she has to keep an eye on the questions they're asking and they also have to listen to your answers so they're kind of multitasking um, so you have to understand sometimes that the examiner might seem distracted he might be writing something down or he might actually not appear to be listening to you um, but they are you know some people some examiners have different strategies some close their eyes I've, I've been told that by the students that they said the examiner was asleep they're not asleep they just close their eyes if you close your eyes you're basically blocking out everything so you can only hear someone speaking there's no visual distractions once you close your eyes so those things there are the kind of things we're talking about so 
the examiner is not sleeping they're just trying to focus and trying to make sure that they listen to everything you say okay and of course the examiners are very highly trained very highly trained so they know what they're doing they don't get to that position unless they've been well trained so you can definitely know you, you should definitely know that they know what they're doing and they are listening to you okay one more thing well not the final thing just another thing the examiner will say thank you a lot now thank you in this case means that's enough no more please finish the question yes they they do not say to you please stop talking or okay that's enough they never say that they will say thank you thank you means basically means stop yes so don't worry if the examiner keeps saying thank you once they say that you just stop talking and wait for the next question and sometimes they will cut you off now contrary to what some people think in part one you don't have to give long answers two to three sentences four sentences as a maximum is enough if you start to give long-winded answers the examiner is literally going to stop you because he or she has to get through a number of questions if any of your answers are long they won't have time to let you complete the whole answer so they'll cut you off by saying again they'll say thank you so don't think oh this examiner is really polite um, no they're not polite they just want you to stop and another thing you might hear the examiner say in part one this is you might hear the examiner say why he's asking you he or she is asking you a question and then you're going to provide an answer if they say why basically what they're saying is please speak some more your answer is too short but they will not say that they'll say why and you just literally just you know give a reason why um, but you shouldn't put yourself in that position if you can help it try to make sure that your answers are long enough so you don't get into this situation but if you hear him or him or her say why you know the reason so just add some more add another sentence or another one or two sentences to your answer okay right now we're going to talk about part two the examiner is going to give you the instructions you will have one minute to think about what you're going to say take some notes you'll get your piece of paper and pencil um, and you will have you'll be given the time to prepare now what you should do is take the minute some people think oh I'm ready I don't need a full minute take the full minute because it's been given to you take it up right more right more than you need to yes now you've either got to decide how to write your notes bullet points of course are the best thing because bullet points don't take long to write bullet points are prompts if you practice well all you need to do is look at a word and that word will tell you what your next sentence or set of sentences are going to be and your bullet points should be in a sequential order 
Some people say that you should stick to the order of the bullet points. I don't believe in that. I think you should, if it seems, if the questions or the bullet points you're given seem logical, for example, what are they talking about? When did it happen? Where did it happen? They're quite logical because that's how we would speak. So follow it. But if it doesn't, then you can change the order. So there's nothing strict about that. So you can change it. Mm -hmm. okay another thing I keep saying that but there are more things right if you if you run out of things to say before the two minutes or the one minute thirty is up the examiner might prompt you can you tell me some more about that can you give me some more information about that just to prompt you but as I said before you they're not allowed to help you but again what they're really saying is please talk some more you haven't talked enough because they are trying to help you they're not supposed to be seen to be helping you but they want to help you you know they want everyone to do well so if they think you haven't talked it for a long enough and they will know they'll encourage you just by giving you this prompt to continue and they'll obviously give you a couple of extra seconds to think because once you're finished and you believe you haven't got anything more to say it's going to be very difficult for you to instantly come up with something so the examiners know this so they'll give you that extra second or couple of seconds just to formulate your additional response okay so after you finish with part two you'll be moving on to part three okay so he's going to extend it and in part three the questions should be related to what you've talked about in part two but often they tend to begin on that path and then they kind of drift off a little bit it becomes more of a, a discussion a chit chat so be prepared to go off off topic as it were um, the examiner wants you to just chat and these conversations can take different directions so don't be surprised if for example you talk about a photograph that you've taken and then you end up talking about vacations and other things because these things may be related to them and the examiner might veer off in a different direction so don't be phased by that just answer the questions you know turn it into a conversation to a discussion so don't answer it in a what I call a Q&A style don't just answer the question like whoop, 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 repeat and then finish chat pretend it's your friend chat and during part three the examiner has a little bit of leeway to ask his or her own questions so they may put something in there um, that's not directly related to the topic but it will be in response to something that you've said yes so just go with it 
Also, the examiner might have the band descriptors on the table. Um, they're not there for you um, to look at or anything. They just keep them there, so while they're listening to you, they can look at the band descriptors and they can um, get an idea of where they, how they're going to score you, which one, because it's different bands, as we know. So they might look at the descriptors and say, yeah, you fit that descriptor, you did this and that. So it will be a six or a seven or an eight or whatever. Okay, so remember, the examiner also is not allowed to respond like you would do in a normal conversation. For example, the examiner can't say, oh, I see, oh, really? Mm -hmm. Ah, oh, right. Those kinds of reactions we have when we're listening to someone, the examiner's not allowed to do those things. So it might feel a little bit unnatural, but that's part of their jobs because if they give those responses, they can be seen or they can be interpreted as them encouraging you because a positive response might get you thinking, oh, my answer is good. So they're not allowed to do those things. So again, don't worry about those things because they're just following. They're trying to remain neutral. That's a big part of the job because no one can say, they don't want anyone to complain that they've been treated unfairly. So if the examiner treats everyone the same, then it's likely to reduce any accusations of them favoring any particular student. Okay. They might give you some non-verbal responses like nodding the head, shaking the head, thumbs up, whatever. Um, but they're literally not allowed to engage you other than the instructions or the questions that they're giving you. So again, this topic, what can you ask the examiner? If you don't understand the question and you want some sort of clarification. So let's say the examiner asks you, I don't know, you say they're talking about photography. So if you say to the examiner, do you mean either the taking of photos or being photographed, for example, they would say, well, he might say, well, both both taking photographs and being um, and having your photograph taken so that's a kind of clarification but they're not really allowed to explain much more okay often they'll just give as I said a non-verbal response okay I think there are a couple of more things that I've got noted down here um, one of the main things, again, which comes to mind at the end, is that do not ask the examiner for your score. It might sound strange, but students do get tempted because they want to know, they know it takes two weeks to get their results, but they want to see if they, the examiner can give them an idea. Did I do well? What band score did I get? You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, so even if you do the examiner, will not respond to you because they're not allowed to give you any kind of clue to what your score is. They'll just say, thank you, goodbye, or they'll just ignore your question. Mm -hmm. So 
again please don't do things like that um, also don't tell the examiner what school you need it's irrelevant again I'm I'm talking about examples from previous students you know these things have happened in test centers and these things examiners have talked about so if you say well actually I need a, a seven because I need to go to the UK or Australia or wherever and I need a 7.5 across for my speaking it won't make any difference to them because they're not going to bump up your score or do anything to help you in that respect what you will be judged on is your ability nothing else so you know the circumstances of why you're doing the test and what you need from the test etc they are of no consequence to the examiner as I said before they do want you to do well but they're not there to help you they're there to judge you fairly okay well that's pretty much it um, there will be there are other small things but I think what I've covered today is the main core of what you need to know approaching the test so if you do have any questions um, about this then you can contact the site or send me an email and I'll be glad to provide you with some feedback so thank you for your time and good luck with your exam keep pre keep preparing right up until the day of the exam bear in mind the things that I've mentioned on this podcast so you're going to be prepared for any situation when you walk into the speaking exam thank you